there. I'm really excited that you're here today. And the reason I'm excited is that when you hear this word that Jesus has for us, when you find out that we're not ready and you can be ready and you can have eternal life, that would make me so happy and so excited. And that's why Jesus is having me tell you this, that we need to be ready for his return. Just as a bride gets ready for her wedding day, we have to get ready for Jesus. He calls us his bride. And so let's acknowledge him and hear what he has to say today, Jesus. We have ears to hear what you have to say. We want to know we thank you so much for telling us ahead of time that we're not ready. We love you. We praise you and give you all the glory. Jesus, he's so good. He's so in love with us. And today I want to talk to you about why he's suffering. Starting in 2 Peter 3, 9, the Lord does not delay and he's not tardy or slow about what he promises. According to some people's conception of slowness, but he's long-suffering. He's extraordinarily patient toward you, not desiring that any should perish but all should turn to repentance. And so he's holding back. He's not coming. It, it seems like he's late, like he said it forever and ever, but he's not coming because it's not his desire that any should perish. And so he's reaching out to us. He's warning us. He's telling us things to come so that we can be ready. And so he... The thing is, is that we're so distracted and we're oblivious to what's about to happen. That's a scary thing, and, and that grieves him. That makes him so sad that we're, we're so distracted. We're, we're just completely ignorant of the fact that he could come at any time. And by us not getting ready and not knowing it even, is why he's waiting. He's holding back, but he can't hold back forever. And as he's waiting, it says he's long-suffering. He's sad. He's grieving. I want to read to you Matthew 24, 37. As were the days of Noah, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. For just as in those days before the flood they were eating and drinking, men marrying and women being given in marriage until the very day when Noah went into the ark. And they did not know or understand until the flood came and swept them all away. So will it be the, son, the coming of the Son of Man. This is a warning. This is going to happen because we don't know. We're not paying attention. We're not understanding. The day Jesus comes, those who aren't prepared aren't going to be getting on that ark. Just like then, you're not going to be you're gonna, you're not going to be taken out of the field. At that time, two men will be in the field. One will be taken, and one will be left. You don't want to be the one that's left. Two women be grinding at the hand mill. One will be taken, and one will be left. He's warning us. Not everyone is going to make it, but he's working hard. He's reaching out. He's warning us over and over again that we're not ready. Watch, therefore, give strict attention to, be cautious and active, for you do not know in what kind of day 
whether near or remote, your Lord, your remote one, your Lord is coming. Watch, therefore, give strict attention to, pay attention, be getting ready. Understand this, had the householder known in what part of the night, whether in a night or night or a morning, watched the thief was coming, he would have watched and he would have not allowed his house to be undermined and broken into. If you're getting ready, that's one thing you're doing is you're watching and you're making sure that you are ready. Verse 44, you must also be ready, therefore, the Son of Man is coming at an hour when you don't expect him. Who then is a faithful, thoughtful, and wise servant whom his master has put in charge of the household to give to the others food and supplies at the proper time? Less happy, happy and fortunate to be envied is a servant whom when his master comes, he will find doing so. He said, Who then is a faithful, thoughtful, and wise servant whom his master has put in charge of his household? to give others food and supplies for the proper time. What is God giving you to do? To be ready. He left you in charge. He left something for you to do. What is that? What is that that he left you to do? Make sure that you're doing that. Blessed, happy, fortunate, to be envied as a servant whom when his master comes he will find doing so. So when Jesus comes, if you've been getting ready, if you've been watching and paying strict attention to what you need to do to be ready for that day, those who are going to be thrown out into the outer darkness will there be, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth are going to envy you. They're going to wish they listened they're going to wish they were paying attention to what you're telling them. The ones that are left, it's not going to be good. The earth is going to burn. Peter tells us that. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. So this is um, 2 Peter 3. We read verse 9. Jesus is long-suffering. Verse 10, the day the Lord will come like a thief, and then the heavens will vanish in a thunderous crash, and the material elements of the universe will be dissolved with fire, and the earth and the works that are upon it will be burned up. This is a warning. Since all these things are thus in the process of being dissolved, what kind of person ought each of you be in the meanwhile in consecrated holy behavior and devote in godly qualities? While you wait and earnestly long and expect and hasten the coming of the Lord, the day of God, by person of which the flaming heavens will be dissolved and the material elements of the universe will flare and melt like fire. But look for the new heavens and the new earth. Have your mind on being ready. So many people say, yeah, Jesus is coming, I'm waiting. But they're not doing anything. And because they won't listen, they're ignorant, just like Jesus said. They're not going to know what's happening. Listen to the warning. Take heed to what Jesus is saying. So look for the new heavens and a new earth according to his promise in which righteousness, uprightness, freedom from sin, and right standing with God is to abide. Being free from sin is just deciding 
that you're going to submit to Jesus and you're going to look to the new heavens and new earth, you're going to get ready. You're not going to try to um, live in the world at the same time that you're saying that you love Jesus. You're not going to be deceived if you're getting ready. So verse 14, so beloved, since you are expecting these things, be eager to be found by him at his coming without spot or blemish and at peace in serene confidence, free from fears and agitating passions and moral conflicts. The earth is going to burn. You don't want to be left. We don't know the day or the hour, but we do know to be ready, and we know you can't get ready overnight, and Jesus is extending our time. So you, you, we need to take advantage of it. So we need to take advantage of every minute we have every day. We need to be productive in what God has called us to do to prepare the way for him. Care about your neighbor care that they're perishing because they can't see. When you see somebody that can't see, then it's your part to help them to see, to pray for them, to show them truth, to live that life so they can see the difference between good and evil, living in his kingdom and living in the world. We should be prospering spirit, soul, and body. We should be able to share the truth. And in the truth is light. And then others will see Jesus through you. He will show himself. He will manifest himself. If you're getting ready, if you're doing what he told you to do. And the ones that won't listen, they're going to envy us. They think we're silly. Some people think we're silly. Pray for them that they can see the truth. Love them so they can see Jesus. Let's pray. Jesus, we thank you that you would help us. Help us to get ready. Keep warning us. Keep telling us things to come. We appreciate you so much that you're telling us that we have to heed your voice. Revelation 3.20 we have to heed your voice, because if we don't, then there isn't anything you can do to help us, because then we're living on our own. Correct us, Lord. You said you correct those that you love. We want to be corrected. We want to be ready for you that day. We want to stand before you without spot or wrinkle, recreated in your likeness. We submit to you, love you, and praise you. I hope you prayed that prayer with me today. We have to get ready for Jesus. Revelation 3.19, he said he corrects those he loves. And when you let him correct you, that's how you're going to know him more and more. When you heed his voice, he's going to come and live on the inside of you. If you won't heed his voice then it, it doesn't pay for him to live on the inside of you because you're going to be separated from him. You're not going to be in agreement with him. So you have to be willing to heed his voice, willing to put the world aside. It's temporary. 
You'll only be here a short time compared to eternity. Remember, we don't know the day or the hour, but we've been given this time to get ready for Jesus. So get ready. Let him correct you. Take heed to his warning. It's so exciting when you take heed because you just can't imagine the things that you're missing until you come in agreement with him. You don't know what he knows until you receive him, until you submit to him, surrender. Thank you so much for listening today. God bless you.